0: Welcome back to the Siloam Plus Podcast. My name is Josh Wofford, and across the desk from me is... Once again, John Nicholson's here. In the flesh. In the flesh, all of me. Man, so we're recording this during Winter Bible Study Week, right? and we can just go ahead and preface it with this. Like, I am up to my eyeballs in Scripture. (laughs) I've loved it. It's been good. Every single night, uh, I feel like everybody who's attended has... Uh, contributed to discussion, contributed to the fellowship before and afterward, and yeah. man, it's just—it's been a good week. I just wanted to, you know, say that at the get-go that I'm coming into this podcast full, no doubt, no doubt, and it has been. Winter
1: what, what Bible study is one of the events I look forward to each year um, in our church with just a lot of anticipation, and and once again this year, it's just been a joy watching people engage. You know, not only. Not only with their responses and the questions that they're asking uh, of Ryan as he's teaching, but just watching folks taking notes and uh, you know, and just the, some of the conversations I've had afterwards and the right. aftermath with it. Um, people are really thinking through what does this mean and how do I begin to work this into my life. So it's just a joy watching this happen every year.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to kick the podcast off I with a clear a affirmation thing. of what's going on in the time of our church right now no for doubt. the historians who'll go back and listen to these podcasts to find out what <laughs> oh my was going gosh. on. I didn't even think about that aspect of us doing a podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, I say.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry people in the future for having to listen to me and John, but oh, uh, here we are. This is all that we got. So uh, John, our last podcast was kind of a one off. It was uh, just kind of to to reintroduce the podcast. I guess. could you call it like season three of, oh, you know, what we're doing now? Would this be season three? Yeah, because we took a kind of a break. Yeah, uh, after so. a, a group of podcasts that we did, then we took another extended break, and so now we're kind of getting back in the swing of things. The so idea
1: that there would just, be seasons would indicate that somehow we were planning this. This no,
0: <laughs> I know, but calling Occasion season three. Sounds, how about that? It sounds, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so for this season, uh, we. want to do, similar to what we've done in the past seasons, want to do the podcast in somewhat of tandem with what's going on on Sunday mornings and just other discussions that's going around the church. And uh, so... Well, let me just throw it over to you. John, tell us a little bit of, about of where you want to go with this and some of the things you want to talk about. Yeah, and, and just in our conversations,
1: and, and, and Josh, just again to affirm you just for your contribution behind the scenes that nobody sees. You know, there's so many of these conversations, which is one of the reasons for the podcast, because yeah. you and I are almost always having some sort of conversations, and it was just a matter of how do we bring the church more on board with these. And, and so long and short, as we were talking about, plans for 2023 and preaching plans and what are what are some of the goals uh, we just both really felt a, a clear leadership and we were both kind of in the same moment thinking about we need to spend some time talking about what we're doing in worship mm-hmm. why we're doing those things in worship and helping us move beyond just a rote recitation of things like the Lord's Prayer or yep. the Apostles Creed or singing the doxology and let's take a moment, let's take a a season, if you will, and let's intentionally think through those things so that when we do pray the Lord's Prayer, perhaps there's something more there behind us that's giving us some, some additional um uh thought than just walking through some, you know, these are a set of words that we say at this particular moment. So that's kind of what we're planning to do through the year. Marry that to helping us think through why we do things that we're doing in worship. We take it for granted, or maybe we don't really appreciate what we do have. It's been interesting over the last year as we've had all of the guests that came in for our 200th celebration. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to say without exception, but almost without exception, one of those guests or one of the individuals that had come for one of those special occasions would comment on how our worship was crafted, how it was set up and how it intentionally pointed us towards scripture and towards a Holy God. Yeah. And I was really appreciative of that, even down to, you know, something that we, you know, it's just who we are, our our very traditional music. Not every church has a pipe organ anymore, you know, or, or even not even every church has an organist, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, down to those kinds of things. And and there was one young man that was here with us and he attends a a much larger church in our uh, state and, he said, when I go to sing there, it's just this wall of sound. You know, it's more of a concert setting. He said, but coming here, I hear these other voices, and just what a beautiful affirmation yep. of faith that was. So just some of those kinds of things that we take for granted and uh, to help us maybe re-engage and maybe reappreciate some of those things through the preaching aspect but also just giving some attention to some aspects of worship that maybe we don't really think about sometimes.
0: The analogy that I have in my mind when we're coming to this is that it seems like on Sundays we're taking our weekly drive hmm. to whatever destination you want to call it. Uh but what we want to do over these next few weeks is let's not let's not jump in the car. Let's put our walking shoes on oh, that's good. and take a stroll. And take time to stop every now and then and look at something on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and because, you know, when you're driving through town, you know, at 60 miles per hour, like what people like to do <laughs> on uh, Washington Street here in town, uh, there's a lot that you can miss. Right. But when you say, well, let's, instead of driving to church, let's take a walk to church. And you're walking down the sidewalk and you might see, oh, I've never noticed that piece of trash there. Or I've never noticed that type of tree there. Or, you know, I... I never knew they lived in that house and but you passed it 800 times right and a lot of times that's what we do with things like the lord's prayer the doxology and the apostles creed is man i've said that for what three years now yeah and i've never seen it quite that way before i never saw how all those pieces fit together and so hopefully over the next few weeks I will have some more of those realizations and uh, and other people within our church will have some of those realizations. Yeah, picking up on your analogy you know one of the things I have discovered
1: you know living five blocks away a lot of times I will walk to work
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my walk changes with the seasons and one of my favorite seasons just on my walk is walking down Washington Street in late May because all the magnolias are blooming in and mm-hmm. man, it is just sensory overload with the aroma of the magnolias. That doesn't happen for me in December, but it's there all the time. But, you know, so it's just sometimes it's these different seasons of our life. And so this idea that you're taking, picking up that analogy, is is that let's recognize that these are some things that are here, but maybe it's a different season for me oh, yeah, uh, to pick up on some of these things and, and to appreciate them. Even when I'm not covered to pick up the magnolia idea, even when the aroma of the magnolias is not just uh, you know embracing me every step in December when they're still evergreen, I know they're still there. You know they're there, and I look forward to those moments that when they are going to begin to bloom. Yeah, so I, I think there's some really wonderful ideas that are here for us, and having those, if you will, some set pieces um, that give us some some stability, some some anchor points. Mm-hmm. Um, In in our times of worship, but then, like you say, let's take some time. Let's let's think about them a little bit more. Yeah, let's talk
0: about what they're about. So, John, let's (sighs) let's preface the discussion on the Lord's Prayer with just why do we do what we do? What is it that we do? and why do we do what we do <laughs> how do we do it why do we do it and and all those questions it's comical.
1: It's they're really important questions for us to ask yeah because we don't want to just you know um willy-nilly enter into worship it's this is serious business that we're dealing with
0: well and just in our own community you go down to the methodist church there's going to be some similarities, but they're going to do things differently. Right. You go to the Episcopal Church, they're going to do things really differently. Right. Uh, you go to uh, go a little further down the road to Tuscaloosa and go to the Highlands, they're going to do things differently. And none of those decisions—I say none—likely uh, none of the decisions have just been made like what you're talking about, willy-nilly. Like right. There has been thought and careful decision-making that has gone into— Including those things in the worship service, and Salome's not excluded of that. Right. It's very intentional. Now, some people may disagree with us doing this or not doing that, and so on and so forth. But we're not doing things the way we're doing things just simply because, well, that's just the way it's always done. That's what we want to do. Right? right. And and so. And it hasn't always been done that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, talk a little bit about that.
1: You know because it has been an intentional journey here of of helping our church and hopefully helping our people gather up some of these 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 things that they can carry with them beyond um, the church service,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but also to help them to think in biblical ways about things like prayer when we sing the doxology. Praise is based on who God is, you know, yeah. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's that's why we're doing this. Uh, the Apostles create their beliefs that shape and guide our lives, and, and as I like to utilize with that, it, it, it provides some guardrails because there's a whole lot of other stuff that's being talked about out there, but these provide the guardrails to say, here's here's where we are in Orthodoxy. This is in line with the faith once and for all given to the saints. Uh, we need those kinds of things, particularly in our world. And I, I think for me, you know, because, uh, you know, 13 years ago when I came, uh, these were not necessarily part You're a of teenager, a teenager oh, John. Yeah, I'm a teenage leader here like <laughs> that. Uh, but these, these, these three pieces that we're talking about were not necessarily part of our week-to-week worship. Mm-hmm. And that has developed partly in response to things that are happening in our world. You know, particularly with the Apostles' Creed, at first it was more just a, hey, you probably don't know what this thing is, let's introduce you to it. But then seeing the incredible theological uh, misinformation, turmoil that's going on out there. Uh, and, and, and just a lack of theological understanding on, on some basic things about the fact that Jesus is God in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the surveys that keep being done through Barna and Lifeway and other uh, groups, you know, it's just really depressing, quite frankly, about the, the theological misunderstanding and, and really um, you know, outright unorthodox views. Yeah that are held by people probably sitting within the, the pews of our church. Um, and so we need some way to reinforce that on a regular yeah. basis and help our people grab that.
0: And I think these, these I don't know what you want to call them, just liturgical aspects. Yeah, that's a big word. Uh, sounds I, bad, but yeah, it's Yeah, and it's it's I don't even think that's necessarily correct because every single part of our service is it's part a, of our liturgical, liturgical. aspects. But these, these three that we're going to really try to focus on with the Lord's Prayer and doxology and the Apostles' Creed, I I think for me what has really helped me with in worship is seeing that it's not just me coming to worship. Yeah, it's all of us together coming to worship. What a great segue for the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, yeah, it begins with our,
1: our Father. And it's and it's interesting, Josh. This is kind of that thirty thousand view, uh, thirty thousand foot view that you were talking about. There's not a, a single first-person pronoun used there mm-hmm. they're always the it's, it's collective it's what we're doing together and uh, and I, I really am appreciative of how our church is is really beginning to grasp more of that concept you know I reach back to our spiritual discipline series we did uh, a while back yeah. talking about doing those things in community and how we're beginning to figure out some of that we may not talk about it you know specifically intentionally in that but the evidence is that you know, we're trying to figure out how do we read Scripture more collectively? Mm-hmm. How do we pray together more than we, than, you know, it's certainly important that we're doing these things by ourselves, but how do we do them in the, in the midst of uh, community? And Lord's Prayer is, the assumption is, is that we are in community with that. Uh, you know, it's the hour and give us, uh, yep. you know, and uh, forgive us, you know, those kinds of things. Um,
0: Yeah, the Lord. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds with the Lord's prayer just yet, but I I think what has struck me most recently about the Lord's prayer is its communal Mm -hmm. aspect. uh, Mm -hmm. How it's it's not just me coming before my Father, although I am. It's not just me.
1: Yeah.
0: When when I come to the Lord in the Lord's prayer, I'm recognizing that. I have debts that need to be forgiven but there's also debts that I need to forgive yeah and when you say that in a room full of people where there has been hurt between all those people yeah I don't see how you can just jump in your car and drive right through that passage right there without feeling the weight of that in a communal uh a a communal setting um yeah. I mean that that's that's been the number one aspect of the Lord's Prayer that's just struck me most recent.
1: And we spend a good bit of time talking about <clears throat> these kinds of things about your know, church and community and that sort of thing. And, and it's because we have to keep pushing back against this this over individualized mindset that we are inheritors of. It's part of our Western culture, you know, it's all about, you know, me, it's all about, you know, uh, all of your commercials and advertising is aimed at you be you you know and even the army was be the best you can be at one point in time that was their big thing for mm. a long while or burger king you know have your have it your way you know And it's always about what the individualized taste is i'll never forget josh my first trip uh overseas and I walked into a grocery store and instead of 52 different kinds of toothpaste there was crest and there was Colgate. you know i mean that was it mm. You know, mm-hmm. It wasn't, uh, you know, whatever individualized kind of, you know, peroxide or, you know, whitening or whatever. You know, there was there were two. You know, but everything in our world now is customized, even down to our potato chips. You know, we, yeah. we're going to get the jalapeno spiced, whatever. You know, or, you know, it, but it's all just for whatever my taste is. That's what's paramount. We see that in church culture. We're going to create a church culture that fits your taste. But that may not be what we really truly need from church sometimes, and that's not to say that that's all bad. And that's kind of, you know there there's some good things that come out of that. But what we need are you know the, the true meat of the word. We need the, the the things that are going to bind us and help us to hold fast to the faith once and for all, delivered for the saints. I keep coming back to that phrase. Yeah. It's such a key phrase for me because the churches are going. So many of the churches have have left that faith. So how do we anchor ourselves to that faith? and How do we help people that are part of this church family anchor themselves to that? Because the world needs that.
0: Yeah. They need that. Um, We're talking in the family discipleship group chat on the Siloam app. There's a plug-in if you haven't Go for it. downloaded the Siloam app yet. Come join uh, the conversation. Yeah, do it. Uh, get in the, the chat groups and all that kind of stuff. But we have a family discipleship uh, page, and Roger's been posting something different each week. And this week he's talking about Bible memorization. Mm. And we we're talking about different ways that we can get kids and teens and even ourselves to get in—not just get in the word, because that was last week—but have the word get, get into us, us, right? Uh, and we, we're, like I said, the chat's just been about Bible memorization. And I, I remembered that there was two different times that I went to a nursing home, and the uh, and I recognized a person who did not speak much or had severe dementia. And as soon as we started singing songs, Mm -hmm. their face lit up and they knew every single word. Yep. I've seen it. Our world is getting us to—I don't know if they're necessarily caring that we memorize things— but they're wanting to plant things into our hearts and in our minds. Oh, and they're doing a, on f- a superb job. Oh, yeah. It. On a regular basis, all over the place. And so my question is, why would we not want to fight that in some sense as a church as a whole yeah. when we get together? Yeah. So, yes, we should be doing individual Bible memorization. We should be uh, wanting to listen to music that uh, glorifies God. We should be wanting to get into the Word and be reading it more often by ourselves during our quiet times at our home, so on and so forth. But while we're here gathered for one day a week— Yeah. Uh, most people come for just one hour a week and, you know, are really, really faithful. People come here for four hours a week, you know, two hours on Sundays, two hours on Wednesdays. Uh, but even that four hours a week, that's not even a half day. No. Out of seven you spend days more, a week. I, You spend more time on your screen, on your smartphone screen per day than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And And so why would we not, when we're together in those four hours a week, uh, give or take, not want to work on implanting those ideas so deeply in our mind that when our mind ends up going away, the truth of the gospel is still there. Right. You know what, why? Why would right. we? What? What else would we spend our time on? Right. Right. And so, the other side of that argument is is that well, it just becomes empty. It
1: becomes rote. It absolutely can. Yeah. But that's up to you. It is up to the individual, but I think it's also, and this is one reason we want to spend some time in this season, if you will, of looking a little more deeply, a little more intently, a little more slowly, a little more purposefully mm. at what are we being taught in the Lord's Prayer? What does the doxology have to teach us about praise? What does the Apostles' Creed teach us about the, the faith that is once and for all delivered to the saints? Yeah. And how do we then look at some of the struggles that we see, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what's going on in the Methodist Church and what's happening right now in the Church of England, uh, having conversation about changing the gender pronouns for God right now and uh, blessing, whether or not they're Mm -hmm. gonna bless same-sex marriage and those kinds of things. Where do we land on those things? Does the Apostles' Creed directly address those things? Not necessarily, but it does give us some guardrails and gives us some, some guidance to say, whoa, maybe there's a red flag that I need to go dig into there. So it's important that we do slow down and think through these things and then also individually and corporately move beyond just a rote recitation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's enter into the worship moment. Like you were talking about forgiving debts. Man, God, I'm asking you to forgive my debts as I forgive other debts. Yeah. Maybe I need to do a little bit of that today. Or, God, I'm in a place of need. I can trust you mm-hmm. to provide, you know, what my needs are today
0: yeah uh, go ahead and, well I was just going to say you know I've heard I've heard from several different people of you know feeling like sometimes it's just wrote sure. rote uh, for them but you know and, and so I've I've had conversations about well you know do we want to do it every single week and then you know it just kind of loses its meaning I'm like well maybe we can talk about that but I guarantee you, we're not going to stop taking up offering every single week, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> because
1: we believe it's an important part of worship. Yeah, for, to be clear, you know, yeah. we, we appreciate your tithes and offerings.
0: Also, keeping the power bill and. Uh, but that's what, kind of uh, yeah, right? I use that as an example. But we're also we're not going to stop having a sermon every single week right we're not going to stop singing every single week and i'm not saying that we we don't need to ever reassess like okay well what are the things that we are repeating every single week i I think that's a good discussion to have uh for right now in the life of our church we found that the lord's prayer the doxology and the apostle's creed uh Fits the moment for us. We we believe, and so that's why we want to sit down and, and talk about those things, but also ask you to enter into that worship moment, like what you said, because every single moment of our worship service, we want to be a service of worship yes. to God. Yes. Uh, and if if it's not that, then we need to have those discussions and ask why. Right.
1: Right,
0: um, so John, did uh, we're at twenty two minutes? Awesome. Uh, let me let me throw this out there, just as a yeah. And
1: this is kind of a flashback because uh, we had just introduced the Apostles' Creed into uh, our our worship process um, in the months leading up to COVID, mm-hmm. and and it was warmly embraced at that point in time but I, I distinctly remember Josh in those first few weeks of, of huge uncertainty and we were just having to change worship to you know we were on the front steps and maybe we were in three different groups or you know we weren't we we're just going to be online wherever you know uh, and we were just doing whatever but we were, we knew that there was going to be a moment when whether we were all together or if we were all on online in our own living rooms watching together we were going to Quote the Lord's Prayer together. We we're going to mm-hmm. pray the Lord's Prayer. We were going to sing the Doxology oh. together. We were going to reaffirm our faith by the way of the Apostles' Creed together. And those became some some foundation stones, some some places again, some anchor points. That's kind of the best analogy I can use. Yeah. For a moment of great crisis, they offered great surety
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and some places of this is I can count on this because the not only is it just because what we do, but this is what the church has done for a long time I don't, mm. I don't know exactly when the Doxology was written that's the newest piece of that puzzle that you yeah. have got there but there has been praise there's been worship offered through that song at, you know, and so we are in concert with that great cloud of witnesses that you yeah. spend a good bit of time talking about Um, And I think that's something important for us to be passing forward to a coming generation given all the change that we are and all the crises that we are likely to encounter in the coming, even next year or the next decade for sure.
0: Yeah. But John, that's all I got. That's good stuff, man. I mean, we got a lot it, more. Yeah. As I say, if you want to dig into the text of the Lord's Prayer, that's kind of what I had prepped for. But in our extensive discussion that's beforehand right. about what we would talk about today, uh, we decided that we probably had other stuff that we could talk about. And so. we'll look forward to doing that
1: uh, more so in the coming weeks as we begin this journey next sunday uh with with lord's prayer so we'll look forward to uh, beginning to dig a little more deeply and maybe yeah. look at some of the other insights that we may not be able to fit into a an hour of worship service on a sunday morning
0: yeah i'm looking forward to it me too man
1: appreciate the conversation
0: you. Uh, always well thank y'all for joining us and we'll see you again next time I'm always share this with somebody else let's see ya